Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away welcome in to our friends and family that are part of the circle unbroken tribe i am your host taft Ayers, and i got my man the myth the legend Coach Mike, welcome, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? Man, I am good. I am supercharged today because, Coach, I have taken an evaluation of things that are worth, you ready for this? Fighting for. I have been thinking about things that are worth fighting for. And, Coach, I don't mean like bloody lip fighting, like the way I grew up, and you, you might have grown up too. I don't mean that. But when I say things that are worth fighting for, I have taken, and I'm just welcoming everybody into this, I have just taken an evaluation of things in my life, and I want to roll through that list today, things that are worth fighting for. And with that comes a flip side. The flip side to that comes things that maybe you say, I'm not going to give that any more effort. And, you know, we talked yesterday about perspective, about, you know, looking and evaluating. I thought about it all night long. And I was at a ball field last night. You know, imagine that. And my – okay, let me get it. This is how you know you got too many kids when you got to count them. Uh, my fourth kid. <laughs> I didn't want to say the wrong one, you know. <laughs> I think you know what causes that. So, yeah, you know, I'm not going to go there. I do, I do. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, so here comes, here comes my fourth kid, and he comes up to me. And he says, hey, Dad, so-and-so wants to talk to you. And I turn around, and there's this kid with him. And this kid's standing there, and he goes, I hear your show on the radio. And I said, do you really? He goes, me and my daddy listen to it in the dump truck. And I, I, I just loved it because you, you don't always get your avatar. You don't always yeah. know exactly who they are. But, but to picture a dad who this man, I found out he owns like three dump trucks and he goes for all, all over the county, um, doing these different jobs. Well, now that summer's here, he takes this little kid with him and he's got him there with him. And so today, uh, number one, I want to say hello to Trip. Uh, Trip, I'm glad that you came up to me and, and talked to me um, about being in the dump truck with your daddy. Uh, that means that means a lot to me, buddy. And it also made me think about our audience. Uh, our audience has people of, of different genders, of different ages, but they are they're in a fight right now. They are in a fight for priorities. If you're a daddy with a little boy, um, you're in a fight for his manhood in this society. If you're listening to this today and you're coming to or from work, maybe you're getting off or going in, you may be thinking, man, this is a fight every day uh, for me to not, you know, uh, completely, <laughs> completely walk out of this place or for me to be the right kind of teammate and employer person. And so I think we're all in a fight, coach. And I think there are things that are, again, things that are worth fighting for. And I want to talk about those things today. Uh, so I hit you with this out of the gate and I'm talking about this. What, what are your questions, thoughts, or ideas? If I just, as I just lamb blasted you with it. Well, you just, uh, you know, uh, 
you come back to in a car analogy, boy, you just shifted into into yeah. a reverse gear real quick because we were talking, <laughs> like you said, talking about perspective yesterday, and the, the the tone of the conversation yesterday was learning, you know, to 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 back up and yes. uh, calm down a little bit, correct, and, and to to reevaluate with whether or not this is worth the fight, right? I think now you kind of like you said, flip the coin a little bit and say, okay, sure yeah, we, I, I've kind of done that, but there's with with the thing deciding what's not worth fighting for mm-hmm. you also you know go to the other side and say okay well if this is not worth fighting for what is I th- yes yeah i think you nailed it because i think there's a byproduct of that there is there's a book that a lot of churches are looking at and they've been evaluating it for for several years and the, and the book is called simple church and I know a lot of elders and leaders in our town who, who have adopted uh, this book. But the concept is some of our churches are doing too much. They have program after program after program after program. There's all of these things so that we can stay busy. And one of these guys went into a church and he took a big table. And he had all the different ministry leaders, deacons, you know, elders, everybody. He had them all. They listed everything that the church does. And they put it on on a table. And it was everything. Everything from a campaign to a fellowship to a you know a sewing ministry, whatever they did. And they, they put everything that the church does on a table. And the guy, the deacon who was in charge of each thing, you know, everybody has a job and a mm-hmm. role. Um, they had to make an honest evaluation of if this was being done to edify the believers or reach the lost. And if it wasn't doing those things, if, if it wasn't going to do it like it was what they called a dead cow and, and it was something you got to move out, you got to shoot it and move it out. And they went around and they evaluated it. And the concept comes from Simple Church and it's evaluate everything, look at it. And if there's something old and you're doing it just to do it because your church or your organization or your team has been doing it forever, it's time to it's time to kill it. It's time to move it out if it's not getting the job done because you're wasting God's time and God's resources. Well, I look at this the same way. That simple church mentality that says, hey, pick a handful of things and do them well. And, and you can be on mission and all these things. And so I look at this, and when I look at this now, I turn around and say this. All right, okay, so I'm looking at everything through fresh eyes. I've got to think about my perspective, what matters and what doesn't. And then after that evaluation, you say this, okay, I'm going to shift my perspective on this, this, and this. That's worth fighting for. That's worth fighting for. That's a waste of my time. And so you're right, Coach. That's exactly where we are, trying to simplify this for people because there's a lot out there that are they're, they're doing just a little, just enough in so many areas of their life, and they feel like life's whipping them. And I think if you'll stop for a minute, you'll say, okay, these are the things that are worth it to me. These are my tenants. You you hear me say pegs a lot. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm going to hang it on. Um, I I think that we can really help some people today by taking a second to say, hey, what is worth fighting for to you? Like what is your manifesto? What is it in your life that you say, I'm going to fight for that, and I and I hope um, it's not something that doesn't have eternal value. I had a mentor tell me one time, if it can't be connected to the cross in some way, it's not worth fighting for. And I, I heard that and thought, 
A, that's really cool. B, I can connect most things to the cross in my spiritual life. But what he was saying was, if it's if it, if it does not have something where you can look at and you can say, because I am redeemed, because I am saved, because I want others to be, then then it's not even worth the argument. It's not even worth the fight. And you take an evaluation of that, and you think about coaching, being a parent, being an employee. You know, all of those different things. I believe you can connect to that. I think you can look and you can say, hey, I know so-and-so because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I want to do this. I want to do that. And so I think it's a time to evaluate because here we are, to put a timestamp on this show, here we are at the beginning of a summer. There's people, I was preaching this past Sunday and I said, here we are at the beginning of a summer and everybody's talking about all their plans to follow Jesus. But what about when the summer gets hard, when it gets hot? And so I, I think it's a, it's just a time to evaluate. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, <laughs> typically over the decades and the centuries, even it's called spring cleaning. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a little late with that, but it's <laughs> but it, you know, it can be done in the early summer too. You sure. know, and uh, uh, especially now with, with some of us having you know the the school schedules and and stuff like that, kind of backing out. Okay, now I've got a little bit more time to to reevaluate. Uh, I think this may be something as you, uh, you know, for a lot of us, this is the vacation cycle. Sure. You know? Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, part of vacation is backing away from every day, getting away from every day, and uh, maybe take some time. Yes. To, you know, yes. You, you know, there's places you want to go see and things you want to go do, but there's also you need in this vacation time, take take advantage of the time to sit back Think a little bit about things. You know, get up early in the morning, or you know, if, if, if you're the night owl, stay up late at night with a cup of coffee <laughs> or whatever. And you know what? When I go back, when I go back to the quote unquote the real world, right? You know what is it that I want to focus on? What is it I want to uh, to, to follow today's thing? What is it I want to fight for? Right. And uh, and start trimming that. Uh, you know, in, in preparing for. Uh, ball games, battles, or whatever you you try to eliminate the unnecessary because it gets in the way. Yes, yeah, and so um, you know, so you know, soldiers are taught to make do in a sense with what they have available to them or whatever, and sometimes they have to sit back with the assessment: what is it I really need to accomplish this mission? Right, and uh, you know. We are soldiers, you know, spiritual soldiers, physical soldiers, whatever. What do we really need to accomplish this mission? And that's what we need to be able to do. And that's what we need, you know, whether it's a skill, whether it's a tool, we need to acquire it. Yes. And uh, then and hang on to it. And you and what you're doing there is you are making an assessment. And I think that's important because I don't I don't think we do that a lot. Number two, once you make an assessment, then you start to gather and you start to say, okay, here's what I'm going to need. And this is like any job in life or any project or anything, but I'm going to make an assessment. Then I'm going to say, here's what I need so that I can be equipped for that aspect of the fight. And I think as men, speaking from our perspective today, there's, there's always been that mentality of as a man, you are either a liability or an asset. 
Meaning if, if something goes down and something happens, I'm not just talking about physical fighting, but emotionally, anything. You're either a liability to your family or you're an asset. You are either one where they can't turn to you, they, they can't rely on you, maybe because you're too spread thin, maybe because you haven't taken the time to evaluate like we're talking about today. But then being an asset, you're there either emotionally, physically, as a protector, as a provider, as a spiritual leader. Once you've evaluated and you've said, these are the different things that I need in my life to, to make me this person because I want my family to know that they're worth fighting for. You know about my career in professional ministry. And when I say that, folks, career in professional ministry, I have a belief that if you're alive and you follow Christ, that you are a minister, like you're always in ministry. And so people would ask me when I stopped getting a paycheck from a church, oh, you quit the ministry. And I would say, number one, when did ministry get a V with it? Uh, but then number two, <laughs> I'm not dead, and so I'm not done. And, and so th- that's what I would tell them. But professional ministry, meaning I would get that you know regular check as, as an employee of a church or organization that way. One of the things that I would always look at when it, when it came to doing that and working there full time, there were things that I would do that were just part of the job. They, they were just part of it. They, I wasn't really fighting for anything. I wasn't really evaluating anything. I would, I would speak the right words and do the right things and fill up the calendars. And what was being sacrificed was my wife and kids. I mean, they were. I, I could feel it. And so one of my huge faith heroes who, and when I say this, I, I grew up right next to a huge church for our standards in Nashville where the preacher, who was a famous preacher, cut a hole in the fence for us to walk through. I mean, that's how close I was to there. So I learned how to do everything in that parking lot, learned how to preach. He was my hero to the point where one Wednesday night, my family, we were walking back and forth from church over to our house, and we had a robber who came through, and the robber was hitting up all the houses in our little cul-de-sac, and the preacher came out, again, 1,300-member church, and the preacher is the one who came out, walked over, made sure we were okay, and then walked down to a car that he saw on the other side of the parking lot. And he saw this car on the other side of the parking lot, and he went and talked to him. He said, hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so. I'm the preacher at this church, blah, blah, blah. I just want to say hi and, you know, and meet you. I, saw, I noticed there's no other cars back here. And I remember to this day, I was like eight. He came walking back, and he was going something like this, L245D1, L245D1. He was saying it over and over again because we didn't have cell phones then, so he could get back to a phone and call in the license plate number. Yeah. That's like a cowboy preacher. Like that was, for me, mm-hmm. that was a hero. Well, I grow up, here's where I'm going with this. I grow up, I go to Bible college, and I meet his namesake, his grandson. And I meet him at college. And dude, for me, that's like meeting the offspring of your hero. And so I go up and I hug him like, hey, man, your granddad was so-and-so. And and look, here's what he did for me. No smile. And he said, I'm glad he did it for you. You got got the grandfather. You got the dad that, that none of us had. And, Coach, when he said that, it stuck with me to the point where I was in professional ministry and I looked one day at my wife and said these words. I will not sacrifice my family on the altar of ministry. I, I was going down that path. And I said, I'm not gonna, I am not gonna do it. I am not going to lose them to save everybody. And at that moment, I decided 
that's something worth fighting for. Yeah, I think there's there's the uh, the moniker, and I'm going to say that it's a yeah. moniker of uh, you know commonly called the PKs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, preacher, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and everybody kind of laughs when they say it because you know, oh, it's that that kid that lives on the edge and he's doing this or that. Um, in observing ministry, um, now I've never been a minister that was paid for you know paid for the work that I did, but I've watched a lot of men lose their family. Yes. And this, this this sounds odd, and I and I hesitate to say it this way, but at the same time. It's you know they they lost their family to the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of bringing their family along with them to the church, they lost their family to the church, and it was because just what you mentioned. They spent so much time and so much focus on doing their job for the church that they forgot to do their job at home, right? Or they neglected to do their job at home. They always put well, I yeah. And it's really, really easy to do. I, I'm, yeah, I am a teacher and a coach, and it was really easy. Well, I'm always here. You know, you know. I, I got into a situation where most people think, you know, my, one of the decisions I made for my family was the, they, they say it's a horrible economic decision. Well, yeah, okay, economically it may not be. You know, I, I, and I'll just say I just got into a timeshare situation. Right. Yeah, but then I looked at it and it was. Because I was spending so much money on this situation, oh yeah, it forced me to set aside time, right, for my family, and you know, kind of with the sidelight of not wasting the money that I put into this. But my family and I got to take some just outstanding trips. We got to spend some time together that we never would have otherwise, because I'd have been so busy doing my other job. And I, I think it was, you know. Economically, probably not the best investment in the world. Family-wise, probably one of the best things I ever did. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we're still talking about some of those memories. And and so, um, you know, however you want to go about it. Sure. You know, don't let the, uh, you know, to go back to something we said yesterday, the urgent versus the important. Correct. I thought about that all night, man. And, uh, you know, my job was urgent. Yes, I had deadlines. I had things I had to get done. I, you know, I had a season coming as a coach. I had a school coming as a teacher, uh, tests coming up, and, and and papers to grade and all that stuff. But I also had a wife and and two beautiful little girls that needed me. And, uh, you know, if I had to miss a deadline here and there, or didn't quite get that film graded like I should have, you know, got it done, but I got my girls. I, okay. Right. I, I, that, that's right. a sacrifice I'm willing to make. May have cost me a couple of places professionally. Sure. Maybe. I don't know that it did or not for sure. But, uh, you know, so it did. Right. I, I, I still have a family I, that, that I love dearly and that they are doing well. They're grounded. Uh, and they still talk about some of those things that we did that I decided earlier this is what we're going to take time to do and, and time to, uh, time to experience. That's a decision that we've got to make. When we come back on Circle Unbroken, we're going to talk about the fight versus giving up here on Circle Unbroken. Circle Unbroken by and by. 
Deere to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, well, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Bank with First Farmers and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back here for our second segment of today's episode of Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, Hot Mike. Hello, sir. Hello. It's June, so Hot Mike is here, right? Yeah, except it's not all that hot outside right now. I know. It's it's confusing at times. That previously mentioned ball field I said I was at last night, my wife looks over at me and she said, we're both in like long sleeve, like hoodies. And she said, shouldn't we be watching touchdowns and not hits? You know, it was, well, we were, we were talking, you know, I was out with the, you know, football workouts and, and we were just kind of looking, the coaches were looking at each other like, are we, are we, are we in a time warp here? Yeah. You know, I said, I I kind of looked at my calendar, my watch calendar. I said, early June. And I got, I got some chill on my arm, you know, (laughs) we're like, is this week seven? What are we we doing here? You know? And, uh, and and the kids were like, Oh man. And I was like, no buddies, you don't know what hot is. No, (laughs) you, you you will love this day in a, in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah. These aren't, these aren't two a days. These are 1.5s, man. Well, we were talking today about the fight, things that are worth fighting for. As coach previously mentioned in our first segment yesterday, we spent some time talking about perspective, how you look how you evaluate how you say okay this is worth it this is not and then you find a point folks where this is worth it whatever that might be for you this is worth fighting for and I remember as a child there was a boy at our school who he couldn't really fight physically but his mouth got him in a lot of fights but here's what's funny coach you couldn't whip him you you would these guys would would try to whip him uh, he in his mouth don't get me wrong he wasn't getting bullied really it was he was kind of like that guy that's like pa 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 they keep saying things but like, you're going to get hit like you 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 are going to get whipped it's like when the teacher the admin back in the day he can't really do as much anymore but back in the day they would turn and be like what caused this and he said, well, he did such and such and such and such. Oh, well, don't do that. You know, that it was kind of that kid. Well, people would just, I mean, people would jack him up. And I would, he would, they would jack him up. And he would always survive in advance. And so I asked him one day, I said, dude, I said, you get in these fights and your mouth gets you in trouble. Do, do you ever get scared? Like, cause I mean, these guys are like pummeling you. Like sometimes it was, if it, we were in sixth grade, they were eighth graders. Like, I mean, he was getting jacked up and he, he looks at me and he says, I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, they can't do anything to me that my daddy hadn't done. Ooh. And it gave him like this, no fear mentality. And nowadays it'd be a social case with with what he was saying and you wonder about the cycle did he need to get hit for attention there's a lot of depth there to that but he was funny he he was kind of hilarious when this situation what what would happen and what he would say to them is that all you got i mean like he would say something about their girlfriend or their athletic performance wop (laughs) so are you left-handed because you must have just hit me with your opposite hand like he would say stuff like that and he was almost 
impossible to beat. Here's where I'm going with this, folks. Because he had no quit in him. He had no give up in him. It was one of these things where you weren't going to teach him a lesson with your fist because he would, he would just keep going, keep going. Now, now the guy, he is a successful businessman in, in the Western part of this state. And I've got to think some of that tenacity that he had back then has carried him on in this day and age. Yeah. I, I would say as a teacher, he, somewhere along the line. Somebody it may have been starting with you when you started asking him, you mm-hmm. know, okay, hey, why why are you doing yeah. this? Somebody has l- helped him rechannel. Correct. You that, have that, to. That uh, that that uh, that toughness, that right. that uh, that willingness to mix it up and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because unfortunately, I've seen it go the other way. Yes, yes, uh, way too many times. Um, you know, kudos to this man. Yeah, you know. Taking his using his history to give him the spur to do good things and right. to to climb the ladder, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah. I've seen so many some so many of those situations of oh, you think this is bad. Yeah, come home with me for a little while. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I and I think about him personified every time I hear a version of the quote. It's hard to beat somebody that won't give up. Like I've heard that I've seen it in locker rooms, you know, fourth quarter, you know, dig deep, all those things. And I have always thought about him because there was a perseverance and now he runs his own company. I can picture him in a quarterly meeting where they've been told, no, there's rejection, there's heartache. And he's looking at it like this for real. That's where we're going to keep going. Well, there's, there's there. And he, he's the illustration. Mm -hmm. He's the poster child. Right. Of the, Coaching adage that you know the only time you're beat is when you admit yes. you're beat. Yes. Do you remember? You remember Ronda Rousey? Okay, like a, a figure. A lot of people talked. Uh, had many different thoughts and feelings about her. It was different because it was a female, mm-hmm. you know, and she would speak and talk and do things like a dude in a lot of ways. But she had a quote that was, I think, I think it was a. Next level inspirational. And I also think it was pretty biblical, whether she meant it or not. And the quote was, you have to fight because you can't count on anyone else fighting for you. Then she said, and you have to fight for people who can't fight for themselves. And it was this mantra. It was this attitude of that's how you decide if you're going to fight for something. You can't wait for somebody else to do it. And the next part was, oh, additionally, if you can scrap, if you can fight, you have an obligation to fight for those that can't fight for themselves. And I don't, I don't mean like in the meet me at three o'clock by the willow tree. All right, flip like you said, flip yeah. that a little bit. Take the word fight and put the word love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what you have? Yeah. What's yeah. called the golden? Rule. Yes, yes, yes. You know, love others as you would love yourself. Mm-hmm. Fight for others as yep. you would fight for yourself. Yep. Um, yep. Which, which, using that mantra, coach, would lead us to this: you have to fight for the things that you claim to love, and if you love it, it has to be worth fighting for. I mean, there are so many things that we can say, <clears throat> excuse me, just just from that. We, we can say that there are things that we are going to fight, that we want to be 
a warrior in the sense of this is something that I'm going to go to battle for. This is something that I know that there are going to be problems. There's going to be tears. There's going to be demons. There's going to be pain. There's going to be jealousy, like all the things that we can look at. And you have to say something is worth fighting for. There, There is a really close, and I mean next level close guy to me who influenced my life unlike anybody else. And he tells me very recently that he and his wife are divorcing. Tells me that they are, that they're done. And said things to me like, there is no scandal. We're not in crisis. We have just decided after, after all these years to do this. And he told his children, his, his grown children, um, we've always told you guys that there's nothing that God can do uh, to make you love him. I mean, there's nothing that you can do, excuse me, to make God love you any less than he does right now. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you any more than he does right now. And it was, it was wonderful parenting advice to these kids to know, hey, you don't, you don't let God down. You never held him up, you know, those kinds of things. But then also... We're going to do some spiritual things in our lives, but it's not to gain points. It's not to gain favor, like to get our ticket punched um, in, in the, the, the kingdom, you know, all that stuff. Mm. Well, when they told their kids, he and his wife told their kids this and said, that advice we gave you growing up, we'd like for you to apply it to us now. And on the surface, this all seems cool. It seems good. seems like the right thing to say. But when he reached out to me and talked to me about it, I was one of the first ones after you know, the family was talked to. And he reached out to me, and I said, this makes no sense. This makes absolutely no sense. Uh, if you don't tell me details, I'm going to fill them in. Because you guys, you taught me everything I ever wanted to know about marriage. I mean, you were, you were my guy. My temptation right now is to play your greatest hits for you. And to say, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? And it's broken me. It's messed me up. It's in the back of my mind because my evaluation, again, not being in the marriage, but my evaluation is with the knowledge you have given me of this situation right now. And, and you always know there's more. But in the knowledge that you have given me of the situation right now, you look like somebody who is not fighting. And I need to be able to go to somebody like you and say this, hey, mentor, hey, friend, hey, you know, mer- <laughs> great source of marital wisdom, which he's always been, is your marriage worth fighting for? I need to know that mine is worth fighting for. I need to see that and hear that from you. And I think when we perceive that somebody stops or quits fighting, um, it's demoralizing. To us because we think they've, they've given up. My buddy who's been on the show a couple times and, and you've, you've walked us through our shows, Coach Cameron, who sat right here and he gave the whole list of things that happened in his life. And if you ask him, how do you deal with addiction? How do you deal with I mean, heartache and, and all of these things? He said, the number one thing that I've been trying to do is wake up and fight. And, and wake up and fight can sound exhausting to some people, but when you know that there's going to be something out there that you've got to beat, if there's something that you've got to do, the attitude of wake up and fight says this, another day, another battle. 
I'm going to fight for the things that are worth fighting for. And there can be in that a feeling of let's go versus, oh, who's out to get me? You know, you, you approach the right way. You can look at and you can say this, man, I am going to fight. I'm going to fight for the things I'm supposed to fight for. There's an old Bruce Lee quote about never taking your eyes off of your opponent. And his thing was don't take your eyes off your opponent even when you're bowing. You know, it, it was it was keep 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 looking, keep your eyes up. And not not that we're encouraging paranoia here or anything like that, but know know what your opposition is, know what's out there to challenge your marriage, to challenge your career, to challenge your sanity or your spiritual nature, and identify it and say, I'm about to roll. Like we're gonna fight for this because it matters. It's important. Yeah, that, uh the, uh, you know, that's, and, and quite frankly, it's a, it's it, it is a tough situation, tough thing to talk about at times. Um, you know, my my role model early in life uh, was my dad. He was my best friend. We moved so much because of the job that he was right. the only the, the one consistent person I had in my life. And then, honestly. Uh, when I left for college, he busted everything, busted everything that he ever taught me, and right. uh, ended up you know leaving leaving my mom and and uh, you know fortunately I had a I I had a a group around me in school in college and, and stuff that reinforced what he had taught me earlier and and helped me kind of realize some of the stuff that you know. But originally, what I was taught was by him. And like you said, the gut punch <laughs> was to watch him break his own his own rules, in a sense. And uh, so, you know, when, when you're doing that evaluation, I'm going to say be careful about basing it on the people and look at what you're being told. Yes. Does it fit? And, and there's where, uh, you know, people people will let you down. Sure. Absolutely. Even the ones you love the most. Absolutely. Count on it. And the the truth, though it may not feel good, will never let you down. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, in, in, in football. You know, there, there's a if you're playing D, I'm I'm a defensive coordinator most of the time, and you know there's a lot of noise in front of you. Sure, there's a lot of things. What we've got to drill down is what we call keys. We spend hours looking at keys, mm -hmm. okay, which tells you what's coming, you know, what to do, and you know, that that will determine what's you know what comes, what's coming, and then what you're going to do about what's coming. Right, right. And what you got to do is is get rid of all the noise, get rid of all the other distractions, and focus on that key. You know, if this person, if this key does this, I'm going to do this. If this key does this, you do that spiritually. You do that as your family. You know, I did that as a teacher. You know, when I would see uh, kids acting a certain way, that was a key that gave me some guidance as to how to deal with these people. What I had to learn how to do was recognize the keys, the same keys sure. for my family and make sure that I acted on those very, very quickly, you know, cause they're going to be there. Right. 
you know, they're, they're, every child is going to challenge mom and dad. Oh, later. absolutely. If they don't, you haven't done your job. <laughs> but how do I handle that? Mm-hmm. How do I handle that challenge? Yep. Finding the fight in us and realizing the challenge that can happen. And embracing it. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're, uh, they're supposed to, you know, they're supposed to, you know, if they hang on to me the rest of their, their whole life, I've done something wrong. Right. Yep. So, you know, the challenge doesn't necessarily mean you're doing something wrong. Sure. It does not at all. And it's looking at that in a healthy sense. Come back with us for our last segment of Circle Unbroken. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Squared Circle. I'm kidding. We don't fight here. Uh, we are glad that you are here in Circle Unbroken. And the reason that I made that little funny, silly, stupid joke about that is that we are talking about a fight today. We are talking about things that are worth fighting for. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined back for our last segment by my man, Open Mike. Welcome back. Hello. We are deep. Hello, let me let me Hello. hit the right button there. <laughs> we are deep into it today as we talk about the things that we have to evaluate and say, I'm going to fight for that. And sometimes you'll hear people say, I just don't want to fight anymore. Some people will say things like this. I don't have any fight left in me. Um, is it worth fighting for? Do I have it in me? I, I feel empty. I don't, I don't have it. I, I can't, I can't really go right now. I don't want to go. I don't want to go 10 rounds with you. I've, I've got no fight left. I've, I've given it all. And when I think about scrapping, when I think about fighting, when I think about things that you're going to give effort to, I remember there was an old movie and Brad Pitt was in the movie and his character was Tyler Durden and the movie was called Fight Club. And in this movie, he would say the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. And silly, stupid narrative of that movie. But as Coach and I were talking earlier, we almost have this thing as men where we don't talk about the fight. We don't talk about the things that I need to attack, the things that I need to go after. We don't identify them. We don't address them. We almost have this this contract with each other to where I just keep fighting. I just keep plugging along in silence. 
I, I just keep doing that. And I think for men, as men that are believers in 2023, if you're listening to this and you live in our country, sometimes we get so focused in our culture and our society on getting the W, on getting the wins, on, on stacking those up. And I think maybe it's time for us to think as believers that sometimes the point is not about winning. It's just about fighting, meaning it's about going for something because a victory has already been won, coach. Like it's, I've got, I've got the crown of life. Like if you want to go extra biblical here, I've got those things of what's been done. I cannot repay the gift of Jesus Christ. Can't do it. I'll be miserable if I try to repay it. I will always feel like I'm in debt, but I can respond to Jesus Christ. And when I respond to that, here's what happens. I'm in the fight every day. My fight for the things that are worth it, for the things that matter to me, they are a response to the greatest victory that's ever been put down. What do you think, Coach? Yeah, the uh, you know, there's, there's an old adage, again, about several different things. It's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and if you look back, again, if you look at the scriptures, you know, especially you know, with the assurances that we're giving, right. you know, like you said, we, as long as we're faithful, Sure. Now, there's the key. As long as we are faithful, we are assured of heaven. So we're assured of the victory as long as what? Mm. Mm. Yep. We keep the fight going. Right. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he'll, you know, and he's promised us to make up the difference. Right. You know, okay. Yeah. You're in, in any fight, you, you, you make a punch, you make a counter punch, and sometimes you miss. You know, you, you throw a punch and you miss. And then you get counterpunched and, and, and get knocked down, you know, get back up, all that. He's already said, whatever you come up short, I'm going to take care of that. Right. Just right. keep up the fight. The worst thing, um, and we can get into a really heavy philosophical <laughs> situation here, the absolute worst thing, the unforgivable thing is to give up. Sure. You know, the, that's the one thing he said, right. I can't forgive. Right. Because if you give up, then you won't ask to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. so, you know, all he wants, keep the fight going. Like right. I said, keep the fight. You know, now, he goes, he spends, got, you know, Jesus spends a whole lot of time talking about our fight isn't, you know, he told Peter, you know, those who live by the sword, die by the sword. My fight is not the physical fight. And, and I think that's where we need to make sure that we're making sh- that clear to the audience as well. You know, we're not advocating going out and riding and beating up on people and yeah. you know, conversion. You know, the, you got to fight for yeah, your yeah. right. No, none of that. None <laughs> or of that or the conversion by the sword yeah, or, the gun or something right, like that. Right. But at the same time, probably the tougher fight is the spiritual fight is sure the is. inside fight that, uh, that you've got to do with first with yourself and then with, uh, those that you love and, and, you know, not fight with them, fight for them. Absolutely. And, and um, and, and sometimes that's, you know, it, like you said, you know, like your buddy that you talked about, mm-hmm. it was easier for him. It was much easier for him to fight physically than it was to fight, emotionally right right and and that's why he was so quote physically tough uh, my, my guess is if, if you really ever got past that 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 tough exterior he was hurting 
Mm. He was hurting a lot. And, uh, but he learned a resiliency. Sure. And, and that's the, you know, just keep the fight going. That, that's the big thing. Right. You know, like I said, you, you're, you're beat when you admit you're beat. Yes. Yeah, you may oh, run yeah. out of time. You're, yes. In fact, you're going to run out of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, that's another thing that, that you were told. Yeah. You're going to run out you of sure time. You sure are. That's, that's what's promised. And, and, but keep, you know, just keep the effort, keep the fight, mm-hmm. but know what the fight really is. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had, it's, a, it's not a fisticuffs shooting fight. Right. It's not of, it's not of what, what scripture say? It's not of flesh and blood. <laughs> and I had a I had a trainer tell me when I was younger, he said, uh, my, my nickname, this is funny, Coach, my nickname was Cornbread. And he would say, Cornbread, listen to me. He said, pain, and he used a little few more expletives, but he said, pain hurts nothing like submission. And he would say, whatever it is that you're feeling, whatever whatever you got, and he said, the, the way that you feel right now it's gonna, it's going to be terrible when you quit. And he would say that to me before, before sprints, before stuff that we would do. And I remember that because there were times when I would quit something early because I was in pain, the stitch or, 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 or something that would hurt me really, really bad. And I would think my body is going, no, no, no. Well, I would think that I was supposed to, okay, this is my body screaming to stop. Well, then I would stop. And when it was time to restart, all of a sudden it's time to restart and my legs are like 200 pounds. Um, my body was in this terrible place, but my brain was going, yeah, this is what you get, you quitter. This, this is what you get for, for trying to start up again. If you had just not quit, if you had just not stopped, if you had just kept fighting and pushing. Yeah, there's the, the, the idea. One of the things we got to understand about understand, uh, understanding our world mm-hmm. is that we understand our world through opposites. Yeah, fair. You know, how do we understand light? Right. Well, we've got to un- we got to know darkness. Right. Otherwise, light doesn't make any sense. How do we understand good? Well, we got to understand evil. Otherwise, they don't make any sense. You got to understand things by by the opposites. We are promised a great uh, release, a re- relief comfort in heaven at the end so how are we ever going to understand heaven is we got to understand the struggle to get there right right uh and he's promising us he is promising the opposite is going to be there yes Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to fight here but if you will keep the fight going here you'll get the you'll understand the opposite it is so much greater than we can ever imagine that we can't we can't explain it Right. John tried. Yeah. <laughs> he you know, sure did. He tried, but, you know, and, and to use, you know, that was, you know, streets of gold and, and emerald and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know, no, not even close. Right. You know, you know the way. But that, what's the opposite? Yeah. Yeah. We got to understand there, there is an opposite to sure. that. And the struggle is where we're, you know, where are we going to spend it? And, and that, that's, there's where the fight is. That's a, that's you know, exactly right. How do we get to that spot? How do we get there? And we talked. We started the show with under, you know, learning to understand. Cut away what's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Find out what is necessary. Trim it up. Yeah. Then fight like crazy to get to it. Like like crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, and we've got the, like the same way that we will talk about different songs or things that people know from a religious standpoint. Um, you know the old, you know the old song, "Amazing Grace." Okay, um, "Amazing Grace." You know, yeah, we, we we talk about that song. A lot of people know it. There's "Saved a Wretch Like Me." You go through it. I, you cannot sing "Amazing Grace" the right way. From 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 the right heart, from the right hey perspective, until you have been equally amazed by your sin, you know what I'm saying? Like you have said, mm-hmm. oh, here's how bad I am, or what I have done, or the mess that I have made. And the minute that you really realize that in your life, you're able to then say, and I'm still found, I'm still wanted, I'm if still loved. Those those that have done any research into the history of that song. I don't know if, mm. if you're yeah. aware of the history of that song or whatever. The guy that actually wrote it was probably one of the most degenerate people mm. in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a um, he was he was a pirate in a sense. He was a captain of a slave ship, and somewhere along the line, somebody reached him and he realized how bad he had been right. in his life. Yeah, and realized what how many things he had done wrong. And turned it, mm-hmm. ended up having, you know, a, a strong spiritual life in the second half of his life and stuff. And he wrote that song saying, you know, I'm amazed. Yeah. I am yeah. amazed right. by the grace right. I have received. Right. I received right. this amazing grace. Mm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that saved a wretch, a worm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like me. And, you know, his point was if he could save me. You know, most of us right. don't live the life he lived. Sure. Oh yeah. He can well, save me, and that's Paul, save, chief of sinners. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, there's there's two things that I want to stop with today for people because I think if you don't put the bow of hope on it, like we say all the time, it's not a real present. This is what I want you to hear. Romans eight thirty seven. Romans eight thirty seven says that we are more, and I love this verse. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. More than conquerors, meaning that's the ultimate, think about the ultimate win and then some, right? When it comes to fighting, when it comes to defeating and all this. So we've already got the fight that's taken care of for us. And then secondly, uh, as Coach mentioned earlier, we talked about John trying to describe uh, heaven for us. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, I don't know if you know this scripture or not, but it talks about that there will be imprisonment, there will be threats, there will be all these things for people. And he talks about this in Revelation 2, and here's what he says. But no matter what you go through, he says in verse 10, it says, but be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you a crown of life. People, this is what we want you to hear. It is worth fighting for. If you have woken up today, your life is worth fighting for. If you have made a covenant, that marriage is worth fighting for just because of your promise, no matter what they have done. And here's what we want you to know. You have people that are in the fight with you. We love you and we're pulling for you. Thank you for coming to Circle Unbroken.